Welcome to Celtic Daft, our bonus podcast where we take a look at the hoops in a little bit more detail. My name is Ryan and I'm once again joined by my main man, it's Chris Toll. How are you doing, Chris? A lot fucking better than I was last week anyway. Uh, mate, I, I put on Patreon this week, I said anybody want to join us for the happiest um, Celtic Daft I think we've done in a long time, probably ever to be fair, probably going to be the happiest one we've ever done and nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to come on mate, they're obviously all still out steaming. Celebrating for the weekend. Exactly, mate. Uh, so just before we, we get cracking on, uh, once again, like I said last week, welcome to anybody listening to us on the, the main feed. We've now split the podcast up, as you'll know, into two sections. You get the main show on a Friday and you get football daft meets on a Monday. This week's guest was Sanjeev Kohli, absolute legend. Great chat that was. Um, so you can listen to that one on the channels as well. Get signed up to Patreon if you want to be on this podcast with me and Chris talking about the Celtic a bit more, then get signed up to that um, and you'll get first dibs at coming on um, and being a punter. So Chris, we've got a couple of games to look at then. Um, obviously the one at the weekend, as everybody knows, was the, the highlight um, against Dundee, but we'll start with Jablonek last Thursday, uh, Europa League qualifier. Um, I'd said to you that this Team, they weren't going to be any mugs. You know, they finished third in their league last year. Um, weren't far off second place. Um, comfortable victory, though. You know, four two. How did you? What was your kind of assessment of the game? The two goals that that other team scored were they were completely against another play. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. Thought Celtic controlled it really well. It was it, it was a wee bit of worry how we lost the goals, but you know. It's going to happen, you know, like I've said already, it's going to be a slow process getting us back to where we want to be, but uh, it was a good start. It's, when when did Celtic ever go away in Europe and win 4 I know. It, it was fairly convincing um, based on what we kind of normally play like when we're away in Europe. Um, a, few, a few good goals as well, mate. Abada opened the score and Furahashi got his first one as well for, uh, for the club. Um, Nice wee chip. What'd you what'd you make of them to his performance in this game? Um I thought they were both they were both good and they weren't as good as they were the weekend, but as I say, it's a process, you know, it's gonna get better week by week, hopefully. Um so I I'm waiting forward to see what they've got for the rest of the season. Abada is seems to be one of these guys I think is gonna be a a kind of serious player for us, man. Um, you know, Furahashi, like I said, we're going to talk about the weekend's game in a minute. He's going to get all the plaudits for that, but I feel like Abada's work. Um, it's going noticed just now. I, I don't know why I get this wee impression that it might start to go unnoticed, the kind of work he does for us, but the, the speed of the boy doing that, that right-hand side is tremendous, isn't it? Aye. He's rapid. I mean, like I was saying last week, how I don't think um, Turnbull's going to fan into the system kind of thing, but his wee balls over the top for for a bad have been excellent over the past few games. So mm-hmm. he's missed a few though, hasn't he? He's missed a few chances, Tumble. But you know, again, um, once he gets his eye back in, then he'll be getting in the net. And I mean, I mean, nod to Furahashi getting his, his first start um, for the club gets a, a nice wee chipped goal, man. It was it was well taken that one, wasn't it? I had reminded me Odson Edward about four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, it was a great finish, um, and he's really fast, isn't he? Aye, 
he's uh, he's actually the exact opposite of Edward. Is what I've I've kind of gathered. You know, Edward's quite. You know, he can be skillful on the ball, and he, he holds it up. You've said before on this podcast about your issues with Edward not releasing the ball and stuff like that. Kyogo just looks to he's, he's just dead nippy. He just wants to get the ball, pass it, make a run in behind, and try to kind of capitalize on a, a bit of movement. Um, but the we can see the goal just not long after that, like you said at the start there. It was just a Celtic conceding another typical Celtic goal in Europe, and it? it's one of these kind of lofted balls over the top that just seems to catch everybody napping. Was it beat on? I think was it fault for this one? And I did say, um, after the it was one of the friendlies, I, th- I think it might have been Charlton actually, was saying that the ball over the top score causes a lot of problems mm-hmm. if we don't get the proper defenders in. So, you know, as long as other teams don't notice, it will be fine. But if they've been working to combat it, which I think they might have been now, then, you know, it will put a, put a stop to it. But uh, it was, it's worrying because it, although we've got two big centre-halves, it seems to be in between the left centre-half and Greg Taylor, this ball over the top. Yeah. And it's killing them, do you know what I mean? But don't get me wrong, that, that pass for their goal, uh, their first goal, it was a cracker. And if it was a Celtic player that had made that pass, I'd have, been, I'd have been calling it out. That's the thing. It's one of them ones, one of my mates said in a, in a group chat, when somebody had actually said, don't dare Celtic now, when we went 2-0 up, and then that happened a minute later. And my pal went, "That that's just one of these things that happens in football. You can see goals like that in football, man. Like, that's, you can't really defend that one. It's, you know, do you know what? It's because, it's because Beton was in ahead of Welsh. Because if Welsh was there, Welsh would have been closer to Starfield. And yeah. that, ball, that ball wouldn't have got through. But Beton was just miles off, as usual. No, totally, mate, totally. A um, couple other goals in. Uh, James, you get back in the score sheet. Um, and then one, I'm pretty sure you you liked this goal, didn't you, Ryan? Chris's goal, um, kind of late on. I think you put in the group chat saying that was a absolute crackery of goal, Chris's. I love a, I love a diving header, mate. And you know, I and I, I hold my hands up. I feel my hands up already, saying that um, if you're going to give him criticism, then you've got to give him uh, plaudits when they're due as well. And Christy for me, he's probably been our best player so far this season. So if, if that's what if that's what a change a coach can do, you know, and then I don't see why there's no reason they can't sign a new contract. Well, that's uh, that's the rumours of it. I think it was after the weekend's game. We've seen um, it was all over Twitter. Apparently, it was going to be in the paper the next morning. Never really came to much, but you sometimes find that there's no smoke without fire with these things. So, if he signs a new contract with us and he plays the way he's been playing so far, tremendous. You know, take that every single um, day of the week. A couple of quotes off from his last season. He said that uh, the gaffer has told me to shoot on site whenever I get the chance. Mm-hmm. And that was under Lennon. And this season he said, the gaffer says that he wants emphasis put on the attacking play and a uh, quick exchange of plays. So, you know, it's like, he's obviously very easily coached, Ryan Christie, because he does what he's told. It just so happened that he was getting told the wrong thing to do last year. That's the thing, you know, like, as much as Christie, he's got a, a world in him, 
every now and then, you know, we've, we've seen it time and time again where they can just curl one, like, far corner. But the biggest issue with Celtic fans was that he did do it far too often and he wasn't as good at it as he might think. So, I mean, I've got no issue with a player taking a strike for outside the box. Like, if they want to take a wee dig and they see the opportunity, go for it. But for him, it was happening far too often. But like you say, if Ange just said to him, you know, put a bit more emphasis on the play, try and keep it on the ground, you know, this is the way you, I want us to play. And it seems to be working so far. So, fingers crossed that that keeps up. Um, so, we move on from that one then. So, 4-2, we should... Return leg at Celtic Park on Thursday. It's going to be a full house. Um, I imagine there should be no issues with this one, do you? And I've just said that out loud now, and I shouldn't have said it. But. Um, again, I'm getting in without any sort of expectations. That's what, that's what mm. I'm going to do all season, so that I don't get fucking upset if I get beat. Who are you kidding, mate? You'll still be upset if you get beat. I know, but I'll just kid on him, though. <laughs> Uh, right, okay, so move on to that one on, on Thursday then, so fingers crossed we can get the result, but we'll move on, mate. Um, this feels like a, a strange podcast because I feel like every time I've done Celtic Daft for you, it's been a kind of bad time for Celtic. Yeah. I might I might be the curse. I might be the curse, to be honest with you. Um, I, said, I said that to Sammy, and I was like, get Celtic Daft tonight. Uh, I quite hope we still won't be criticising them for a fucking change. Well, exactly. Um, so <clears throat> we'll, we'll move on to, to the weekend's game because like I say it's going to be a very happy podcast we were at home to Dundee first league game back um, there was 24,000 I think it was there so not far off half full um, atmosphere was I was there obviously atmosphere was absolutely bouncing people were just delighted to be back man with a, a bit of a stadium hoping the Celtic put on a bit of a performance. Um, by fuck did they put on a performance, mate? Didn't they? Ah, uh, man, uh, it was tremendous to watch. It was enjoyable to watch, and that's when every when was the last time we were able to say that. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> Pre-Lennon. Aye, aye. Pre-Lennon, aye. <laughs> At least to, towards the end of the, the pandemic times or the start of pandemic times, we were still winning the league at least, but. The whole uh, last season was a bit of a shambles, but no, it was a it was a good game, mate. We'll we'll go through it. We'll go through the goals. Um, our uh, our Japanese boy, as they keep saying, or Jeremy Culp kept saying, the man from Japan, um, which I don't really like, but he kept saying it anyway. Um, can you go for your ass, mate? <coughs> Excuse me. Getting himself a hat trick in this game. Um, he could have had about six or seven, no, couldn't he? He could have. I should want to be critical, right? I but. Uh, you know, he's in the position to score the goals. So, you know, one day all of them make one, one day none of them make one. You never know. But as yeah. long as he's in the position to score the goals, that'll do for me. The first goal um, was a, a nice ball from uh, David Turnbull. Like you said, they'll reflect it across, top of the defenders, a badder runs on it, pings it across the face, a goal, and there's, there's Keogh to, um, to slot at home. It was a well-taken finish. Um, another guy that got on the score sheet Tom Rogic mate he, he seems to have come out of the cold uh, I think a lot of folk might have wrote him off um, probably a couple of seasons ago they would have wrote him off but is it maybe something to do with, with Ange knowing him that he's kind of chucking him back in here do you think he's got a bit of a, 
a relationship with him that, that he thinks Tam's going to be kind of back at his best at some point? Possibly. I don't know. I, I don't think of all the players on the pitch on Sunday, I think he was probably the least impressive, to be honest with you. I know he got mm-hmm. the goal, but I don't really remember anything else that he'd done during the game. Aye. So someday, one of the boys behind me was laughing, mate, because um, at one point the ball was going out and Tam Rogers was running for it, just himself, but he was just trying to run and keep it in. And he did look a bit slow, man. He looked a bit like slow as a week in the jail. Like try to get her to, to keep it in. Um, but see if the guy's going to keep scoring goals, mate. <laughs> like, if start contributing, then, then get in. That's it, exactly. And um, like I said, he, he took his goal well. So, you know, it was a, it was a great goal. Well, a great build-up. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I think, again, we, we, we mentioned Christy earlier on, but I think a, a very notable in this game. You know, he, he set up a, a goal with a bit of skill. Um, the Rogic goal he set up with a bit of skill. You know, he was he seemed to be on top form at the weekend. And I think that's the one that a lot of folk are going, right, get this boy signed up now if we can. Because if he wants to stay, that's, I know the, the, the cliche is always, he's like a new signing, isn't he? But yeah. it really would be like a new signing if he was able to sign a new contract for us. Mm-hmm. It would be, even if it's a year, you know. Geezer, geezer season. Aye. I, I find this really this really strange to be fair, mate, doing this podcast. I know it probably sounds like we're a bit disjointed, but I just find it tough talking about Celtic when we've got nothing to criticise. I feel like just going, I right, was great. I thought you were going to say you can't, you find it hard to talk about Celtic when you're, I'm lying in my bed. <laughs> no, mate, I can talk about Celtic anytime with you in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, I, you know, you, you tend to kind of focus on the negatives at times, and over the last year, we've been bred to to do that, haven't we? Um, mm-hmm. We've been trained to do that. But for me, Saturday, Sunday's game, there wasn't any negatives at all to talk about. No, it's, it's, it's actually. Say Greg Taylor. You can't say Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor was all right, mate. He won six now. Then they concede. You can't criticize him, really. Alright. <laughs> um, one person I want to um, I feel like I'm going to now need to make this a bit of an announcement I need to apologise wholeheartedly to Anthony Ralston for everything <laughs> I've said about the boy because I have, as you well know mate, I have been extremely critical of Ralston for well, years now to be honest with you um, we don't have another right back at the club. We only seem to have him just now. Um, and he's he's been getting played. And maybe three or four weeks ago, I was cursing the board. I'm like, we, we don't have a right back. We've got nobody. It's a joke that we're playing with Elson um, and qualifiers and blah, blah. See the last three games, mate? Tony Elson's been one of our best players. He's been absolutely tremendous. Topped off with a goal at the weekend again. Aye. Um, another striker's goal to... Tremendous, mm-hmm. really, really good finish. Um, he's still not a starter for me. And uh, you know, you can't, you can't gloss over so many poor performances with a couple of good ones. If he keeps going, like John Hartson says, the, the short size just now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it's up to him to keep it. But looks like Butter's going to Everton. Um, so. That'll be another missed opportunity there. 
but I still think we need to, to strengthen that position, especially uh, with the left-back as well. Definitely somebody to get some... I mean, you need to get somebody in for a right-back anyway, but I think somebody coming in now will need to... I mean, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, they'll need to compete with Elson for the jersey, like you say there. Like, he's if he's playing at your skin, he's scoring goals for you, he's defending well, um, he's getting up and down the, up and down the line. Then and do you know what? You, you, the, the thing is... I think um, Angie's playing players to to performance rather than um, rather than reputation because like Beaton, like I said, Beaton wasn't great last no. Thursday. Sunday comes, he's not on the team anymore. Christie's coming off the bench and playing well. Forrest didn't have the greatest of games on Thursday. I already right, got the goal, but he never really done much else. Yeah. Um, uh, he's he's moved out the team, you know. Um, so I think he's either going, to, he's either uh, rotating regularly, which is all well and good. Or if you don't play his expectations, you don't start the next game, which mm-hmm. would be a nice surprise. That <laughs> makes a change in it for Celtic. Um, and then one one last goal, then mate, at the end. Um, and it's got a wee bit of a question with this one as well. Ozzie Edward comes off the bench for Fiora Hassi just after he scores his hat-trick. Um, Abada, great work down the right-hand the right side again. It gets brought down, clear penalty, and Ozzie Edward fights Abada basically for the ball because he's he's taken that penalty. question I'm going to ask is, is that the last goal that we see for Ozzie Edward in a Celtic jersey? No. I think he'll be a last minute away, like the final day kind of thing. Well, a deadline day one. Deadline day, aye. Yeah, I think he'll still be there until such times as, and if not, then the board need to be fucking dragged again. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sick looking at him, mate. Aye. Um... It's a tough one. I think it's it's actually made even worse now because because of how well Kyogo played at the weekend in it. You know, you you've got that kind of replacement there to to step in. Um and if Eddie isn't pulling his weight and then you've got a guy there who is, it kind of makes it a bit easier to to see about you, which makes it sound a bit more dramatic than it actually is intended. But you know, it, it does make it a lot easier. Somebody who you, you once thought, I don't want us to lose this guy, you're now just mm-hmm. thinking, give some money and get rid of him. And that was the same with Dembele because we had Edward. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So if you were left with, and there's talk of uh, Thomas Henry as well coming in, um, if we manage to get him and we'll get him and Kyogo up front and you've got uh, a Yeti is back up there. See you after, Eddie. <laughs> right. Mate, totally. totally. Uh, it makes me think that there's there's a deal probably going to get done for Eddie at some point, and they know that, and that's why we're being linked to a £7 million strikers. It's no, it's not something we're in the habit of doing, you know, spending that much. So I think if they are going to spend it, I think they know that they're going to get a decent transfer fee in at, at some right. point soon. Um, I agree with you. Um, but you know, um, looking at looking at the squad now, striker. Although we probably do need reinforcements in uh, the striking positions, 
it's not the most urgent one for me. Um, mm. You know, I think we should be concentrating on other positions in it. Uh, just as we are recording, mate, I've just got a wee notification there. Celtic have just tweeted saying, Celtic FC is delighted today to announce that Gordon Strachan will be joining the club on a three-month consultancy project. More info below. Right. We, we're finished talking about the games, right? We'll move on. I, I normally do a wee kind of segue into the news, but that's with my kind of headline, but I news anyway for us. So we'll just go straight into it. Why why is Gordon Strachan being given a job at Celtic? I thought when the change happened with Dominic Mackay coming in, that this, this job for the boys was going to be gone. Why why are we getting this guy a job? What has he done to warrant a job at Celtic? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I, I can't even comment on it, mate, because I'll just get angry. I don't want mm-hmm. to be angry. It's a nice it's, positive podcast today. True, true. Um, just very quickly, because I'll need to do this and I'll, I'll go through a couple of the highlights. Um, he's going to spend his time looking at activities for a football academy, a women's team and a newly established B team with a view to providing recommendations to Dominic Mackay on how we can develop these areas further. Um, fuck it. Well, do you know what? If, he's, if he's nothing to do with the first team, then batter him. Aye, but do you know what? We're wrestling fans here, mate. Hot take. Um, why is Gordon Strachan being involved with any youth team that we have? Gordon Strachan is a dinosaur when it comes to being like a manager of a football team. You know, all you need to do is listen to interviews before people talking about him dealing with youth teams to know that that's probably not the best person to have in that role. So why? Is it just because they know him? Do they literally have nobody else they can get to, to do this kind of job? I, I honestly don't know enough about it, Ryan. Um, I can't even comment on it because I've literally woke up five minutes before we started doing <laughs> this podcast and you fucking sprung this one on me. So I um, I don't know enough about it. I wouldn't like to hazard a guess as to why, but I think there's... Uh, it pure stinks up here, well, well, mate. Aye. You, you said that last week, didn't you? You said that there's a... You think he's still involved somehow. Well, well, the club. Secretly, um, this would actually just back up what you what you're saying to Bonnie. Would probably just back it up. Um, but anyway, like you say, positive podcast. We'll deal with that. Um, any transfer rumours this week, then, mate? That you've heard? Of? Obviously, you mentioned Buta. Apparently, going to Everton. That's one we were linked to before. You get any more that you've you've heard? Uh, I see there, there was talk in the papers today. Uh, Thomas on me. Um, big striker. Um, mm-hmm. The playing his football in Belgium, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, French striker, so you know, he's all the all the wins online are saying, "No, we need to get this done." He's a great player, so he must be good in FIFA. Oh, that's decent FIFA. Eh? <laughs> he's an ultimate teammate. Um, just looking at his the team he's with just now. Um, that Leuven, I think it is. Aye. Um. He has scored 61 goals and 71 appearances for them. So it's a not bad return, not bad at all. Um, everybody's in before that as well. 47 appearances, 45 goals. Aye, this, this guy seems like he, this guy seems like he knows what he's doing for a goal, mate. Um, so aye, we'll take him. No bother at all. Um, I can't think of anything else to talk about, mate. I genuinely can't. I feel like it's been a dead happy week. 
I feel like we're, we're happy about the European game. We're happy about Dundee. You know, we, we, we look ahead now to, to Hearts and the Cup. We've got European game on Thursday as well, but we, we touched on that. Next game up is Hearts and the Cup as well. Um, what are you thinking? Do you reckon that first game of the season when we've obviously got beat off Hearts, do you think we've taken a wee lesson for that? Put it into practice against Dundee and we're going to come back and kick it us? Aye, but I've got, I know we're trying to be positive, right, but I've got a wee bit of fear. You see teams that sit in against us, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going to be completely nullified against them. But you see teams that have a go against us, we'll be able to pick them off. So, fingers crossed, all these teams seem to uh, think that we're still shouting and come and try and beat us because that'll give us three goals just start. No, definitely, mate. Definitely. Right, I think that's pretty much it, mate. <laughs> can't think of anything else plus um, that's probably the quickest one we've done um, the FIP is on the new and Love Island starts in and I'm going to say that every single week when we record <laughs> the Love Island's on soon um, so thanks for listening to Celtic Daft remember to keep listening and subscribe um, on Apple or wherever you get your, your podcast as well and make sure you sign up to our Patreon if you want to be on this show with me and Chris having fun being happy because we're, we're delighted this week and um, hopefully it continues you got to do that sign up to the pastry and get on there and you'll get first dibs coming on to be a partner on this podcast so until next time Chris my man hey, hey. Hey, hey.